It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. Hour three of VSIN Primetime alongside Jeff Parle sitting in for Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We are presented by. BetMGM, got a good one going on down in Fayetteville as Wu Pig just took the lead. Arkansas leading Point Alabama 29-28. to 28. It was. That's what the odds were telling you. Minus one, one and a half in favor of the home team, Arkansas. So a little run here for Wu Pig. I took Wu Pig on the money line. So uh, what could go wrong? Uh, UConn and Marquette, another top 25 showdown going on as we speak. Or actually not as we speak because it's at the half. 37-33. UConn with the lead, and uh, they had a really fun moment in the middle of that half where they went on a 16-0 run. That was awesome. It's fun for UConn backers. Yeah, really. Fun fun for John Goulet. Yeah, really, really enjoyed that one. Uh, No, I didn't because I'm on uh, Shaka as a dog to pull it off. Uh, UConn has eight blocks. Eight blocks in the first Is that a lot? It's it's not ideal. Matumbo-ish? Yeah. Uh, How about this one going on? 12th-ranked Xavier at home. Trailing 46-45 to Creighton. Fun one going on there in Cincinnati. Well, uh, look, uh, Creighton was a preseason darling. Yeah. Then Kalkbrenner had his issue, and they went in the tank. And at some point, you expect Creighton to fully regain that form of, look, up until that game against Arizona and Maui, they looked every bit the Final Four caliber team. And then, like I said, Kalkbrenner had that issue, and they went in the tank for about two weeks. 
this would this was the one spot I considered taking Creighton tonight. I just didn't get there because I think Xavier's actually really good. Yeah. And Sean Miller, even though we we don't love Sean Miller, the uh, the 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 person, <laughs> we like Sean Miller, the coach. He's a good coach, man. So uh, look, you're looking at a massive total. Even though the shooting was pretty good in that half, that pace is so ridiculous that I am not. I would not be running a bet at under in the second half here, Tim. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of games going on, you know, as we speak right now. A lot of games at the half, and the Dukies down eleven. Just too good to be to true. Pittsburgh. Just too good to be true. We didn't even bother with it. The market started to move against them a little bit. Um, against Pittsburgh, that is Pittsburgh up. 43-32 to 32 over Duke. Talk about saving your job, where Cable is so squarely on the hot seat. Yeah. And their only conference loss was that really tight one-possession loss to Clemson uh, on Saturday. This is, this is a pretty darn good basketball team, actually, that, let's face it, the ACC will get more bids than they deserve, and Pitt will be a beneficiary of that. We're going to revisit the NFL, the biggest news of the day here in just a moment. Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, is going to join us in 10 minutes. Uh, real quickly, bottom of this hour, you yeah. have a play. Missouri at Texas A&M. Yeah, so... Uh, Total is uh, one... Uh, differing numbers. I would say consensus still is 152.5, uh, but the, the spread remains 4.5 in favor of... Of the Aggies. Okay, uh, so I can give it out because it's yes. still the same number. I took four and a half. Okay. I also took yep, so four and a half. I took a sprinkle on the money line as well. I think Mizzou's better. And playing a Buzz Williams team is not fun. We know this, Tim. But Mizzou has look, other than the Kansas debacle, which I think more had to do with Kansas Jayhawks are the best team in the country. And Mizzou didn't make shots and Kansas did, and that's why we got a wipeout in that game. But other than that. I mean, you lost to Arkansas tight in yep. a game where they covered in a horrible, horrible spot for Mizzou. Got to remind me of that. Uh, sorry about that. They blasted Illinois, who I'm not certain how good Illinois really is. Not, last night, notwithstanding. Kentucky, gotta, we gotta know. remind me of that one, too. Kentucky, we know, stinks after last night. I think we can confirm that. But, look, Mizzou did not put – the sign of a good team, Tim, is in conference play. Mm -hmm. When you don't have your best stuff, you even though they didn't cover on Saturday, you find a way to win. Yep. And Mizzou found a way to win against Vandy, who Vandy played Tennessee really well yesterday and had a, had a shot for a good chunk of time to win that game. I think Mizzou wins this game outright. I'll take the four and a half very happily. Sprinkle, I, got, I think, plus 165 on the money line. I'll have to check that during the break. Either plus 160 or plus 165 uh, on Mizzou. Not a homer pick. I just think they're better. Uh, and uh, Dallin Cuff, who joined us, uh, ESPN's Dallin Cuff, agreed with that. He also likes Rutgers Northwestern under, which is coming up. Smelly one. Top of the next hour. 160 or 126. 160. 160. Nice. Yeah, under. That would be nice. Yeah. I would roll with that. Uh 126 and a half uh is uh, was the is the total there. The, those are one. two NCAA tournament teams. Yeah. They both are. Northwestern, they coming off a big win against Indiana, which not looking good for my Indiana player right now because Penn State uh, roughly shot 900% uh, from three <laughs> in the first half, Tim. But, no, it's a, that's a fascinating game in Evanston between two teams that want to slow it down, and that's why you got a 126 and a half. Yep. And uh, other game, uh, no play for me. Uh, seems a little public doggish, but uh, TCU catching six and a half at Texas. Uh, another good one coming up later on 
this evening. Um, all right, let's revisit the biggest stories of the day regarding Wild Card Weekend, and none bigger than the official news and the line reacted to such that Tua is out uh, for Sunday. And, you know, this number was was trending down a little bit, uh, Jeff. And then once the official news comes out, courtesy of Mike McDaniel, boom, back up, and we sit at 13. And Teddy Bridgewater is unlikely to play. We had Jonathan Zaslow on uh, from down in uh, South Beach, and he said he can't grip a football. He's not going to play. They are preparing for Skylar Thompson to be the guy. Is this bettable or forgettable, Jeff, that it will be Skylar Thompson as a 13-point underdog? Do you need to, uh, do you need to grip a football in order to throw it, Tim? <laughs> yes. I you think, think it's helpful? It's helpful. <laughs> I mean, this is bettable. I, I think you could – I would 14, I think, is the cap here with Buffalo. Mm-hmm. If you go north of 14, you can't do it. Now – is that to say Buffalo will win the game by 30 points? No. I think they're more than capable. I wouldn't be shocked. Again, I'm not saying they're going to win the game by 40. Because remember last year, wild card weekend, 47-7 yep. to seven in a game that was lying three and a half. Uh, actually, a, a, a rare beatdown that was actually on the right side of in that game, <laughs> which was a very nice. I think I was on Buff. I got to double check. A nice change of pace <laughs> with that one last year uh, before getting getting him the following week with Kansas City. But, you know, it's, uh, it is one of those where Miami actually played two pretty good games, all things considered, against Buffalo this year. Even though they were outgained by a ton, they held them to 19 points in South Beach in Week 3. And, Tim, they, I thought they were the better team in the game in Buffalo. Buffalo just had to drive at the end of the game that they needed to have, and good teams find a way to beat, to beat you, even when you have your good stuff. So I, I think this is a beatdown. I, I, I think Thompson's turned it over multiple times. It doesn't matter that they're, they're thin in the secondary. It doesn't matter that Von Miller's not playing. This is what Buffalo's defense is made for. They feast on bad quarterback play, and you're getting bad quarterback play in this game. I had the Bills. I did. Right, let's look back. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that was, that was a good one. Yeah, Bills. Very I had, nice. I had Bills and over, and they got there by themselves. Uh, yeah, you, got a, you got both of them. Yeah, there Very we go. good, Tim. All right. <laughs> See, I need that positivity because <laughs> uh, I keep looking down at UConn and Marquette, and UConn's shooting three free throws because fouling a guy shooting the three is always a good thing. It's a smart idea, right? Uh, Alabama and Arkansas, by the way, head to the locker rooms tied at 33. Uh, we said uh, it's pick them. It's a coin flip. And that's what it's been. What it's been. 33-33, Alabama and Arkansas down there in Fayetteville. Uh, So we'll see how the second half plays out there between the Razorbacks and the Crimson Tide. A top 15 matchup there in the SEC. Uh, UConn with now a seven-point lead over the Golden Eagles of Marquette. Lamar Jackson, Jeff, is still not practicing. He has now missed 16 consecutive practices. Tyler Huntley. Didn't really do much uh, on the field today. However, John Harbaugh did say he's progressing and on track, whatever that means. Um, the nine has progressing moved. Progressing for what? I don't know. The offseason? <laughs> Not being a Raven anymore? Who's that, Huntley or Jackson? Or, or, or Lamar. Oh, no, Lamar's not playing. I, okay. I'm convinced I mean, Huntley, I Huntley mean, is progressing. Same, I mean, it could be the same thing for Huntley because if Lamar leaves, you don't want to back up that play someone like Lamar does anymore. No. 
So this number has now moved out to eight and a half. And I think you and I are a little more he hesitant on this one to be yeah. racing to lay it with the Bengals, even though you can make a very strong argument that they are the best team in the AFC right now, the way that they've been playing down the stretch here, Jeff. But um, I, I, I'm going to stay off this one. I, I could see myself maybe backing the dog here uh, with the Ravens, just kind of holding my nose, but nothing, nothing yet. As much as I love the Cincinnati team, I think they, they are the best team in the AFC. The Kappa injury is a big deal yep. because that makes the right side of the Lyle Collins, of course, is already done. Yep. You already had a Dina J playing right, right tackle to begin with. You are dealing with an offensive line that, finally had looked like a good offensive line, then gets two big injuries to the same side. That is concerning. Now, look, if it's Anthony Brown, Baltimore's not good enough in order to win this game. But when you're talking about eight and a half points, we, we I asked you earlier, if you and I agreed, in order for Baltimore to cover it as an eight and a half point underdog, they need to score 17 points in this game. Because 24-17 feels right if you're going to get a Baltimore cover. I don't think they can get 17. They got as many points as they possibly could have last week because Cincinnati stopped playing after the second uh, second score off right. the Brown turnover. So this is a tough one. I'm not going to bother with it. Uh, I am going to have Cincinnati futures in pocket, and uh, I'm going to probably be betting Cincinnati as an underdog in Buffalo the following week as well. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, part of me wants to see uh, Buffalo and Kansas City play in the AFC Championship because maybe it comes to Vegas. We haven't heard where it would go uh, if it's a neutral site. We know it won't go to Indianapolis. So, hey, maybe come here. Come here to Vegas. Uh, by the way, you T. You don't want Pittsburgh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, T. Higgins did not practice today, but that was just an illness. So, not an injury related situation. That's Jeff Parles. I'm Tim Murray. Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst, will join us next right here on VSIN Primetime. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love. BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Alongside Jeff Parle, sitting in for Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is VSIN prime time, and it's our pleasure to welcome in from NBA TV, and of course VSIN as well, our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, live from the South Point, looking dapper over there. Uh, we'll start with this, JBT. Uh, I wish I was uh, had the uh, the insight. Now, where it stands right now, it may not get there this evening, but the Indiana Pacers, I, I don't know if it's going to be a record, but if they come back and beat the Knicks tonight, JBT, do they really get over their win total? They do. A win total, remember, 23 and a half before the uh, regular season. A lot of people thought that this was a team that would be tanking and uh, shooting for Victor Wemanyama and others uh, in the NBA draft lottery. And they have been off to a tremendous start. Rick Carlisle has been fantastic. Tyrese Halliburton, the most improved player of the year candidate. Benedict Matherin has been great. It's been a really solid team. So, yep, a win total of 23 and a half, guys. They are sitting on 23 wins. I'd put my money on them going over their win total this year for sure. Uh, I would say, too, so we were talking about this, and I was thinking back. The one example that I can think of, and I don't know when it was, but go back to the 2019-2020 season that got shortened because of COVID. The Warriors that year, I I think it was that year, where Steph Curry went down like in the fifth game. And they had, they just got ravaged with injuries. They went under their win total really quickly uh, because that team just stunk and they really went into the tank. Um, That's the one I can kind of think of. And even then that didn't count because by house rules, a lot of the places they didn't play enough games for it to count, but this is pretty early. Like you said, January 11th, and there's a team that's one win away uh, from going over their win total. And don't forget the jazz guys either. The jazz, I think uh, check my notes are three or four wins away from clinching the over on their win total. Pretty amazing stuff all the way around. And Indiana, legitimate uh, legitimate Eastern Conference playoff team. <laughs> Forget the win total. Legitimate playoff team. Uh, JVT, uh, 
There are a few late games in the NBA tonight. Not not the best of cards. Uh, is there any way you're looking, or at least potentially an in-game angle on those two games late? No, I think if we probably go to like Phoenix and Denver, right? So I, I, a lot of people might go back to last night, Jeff, and be like, "Hey, man, Phoenix pulled it off against Golden State. Maybe the market's overreacting here, or you know, undervaluing them." I should say, uh, not the case. Look, they shot the ball really well from three uh, last night against the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors were clearly trying to get Steph Curry in his super cool single black sleeve into action, right? Because he returned from injury, <laughs> and uh, he took I think it was 15 three point attempts. He only hit five of them. So he shot about 33. Um, percent That was more about like getting your guys out there, getting Steph. Curry out there, getting his legs out from under him. I wouldn't overreact to what the Suns did uh, last night, and they're still not playing anybody. Like, their team is shredded with injury to every single key position. Essentially, they're starting five, not playing, so I wouldn't overthink it. I would say this, though, Jeff. So, I think when it comes to games like this, where you have really high spreads, I generally just sit back and wait. These teams, it's basketball. There's 100, 102, 105 possessions in this game. The favorite might not get off to the best start here. This will get a little bit cheaper in game, and you might be able to find yourself on a number of like 10 or better if you want to come in and lay it with the Denver Nuggets. That is always my strategy when it comes to big favorites. Just wait. More often than not, because the games are a little bit tighter in the first quarter because there's fewer possessions, you'll get a better number on a big favorite like a team like Denver, and then you can come in and lay a cheaper price. He's Jonathan Von Tobel. You can follow him on Twitter at me, JVT. Catch him on the weekends here on VSIN. And make sure, as uh, as I do every morning, check out his write ups on VSIN.com, where he said, should probably take the Bucks. And then Trey Young got uh, ruled out, which uh, had a little extra he nice. Totally knew it was going to happen. CLV uh, there. So, uh, Bucks off to a good start. Hopefully, we can uh, bring that one home there for JVT on that. Uh, but let's get to the NFL, JVT. I know you've got uh, plenty of thoughts and some bets in pocket. On Wild Card Weekend, and, and I'm this game is fascinating to me because I've heard differing opinions from a lot of people that I respect, which which kind of makes it in, in, interesting. Um, San Francisco hosting Seattle, and right now San Francisco's laying nine and a half, so uh, the numbers come down just a little bit from uh, from ten. How do you see this, and what bet do you currently have in pocket regarding Seahawks and Niners? So I laid nine and a half here, guys, with San Francisco. And I would understand the sentiment because you hear it a lot, right? Like, hey, Brock Purdy, yes, he's been great, but it's a rookie quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant. And in the playoffs, it's a different animal. And I'm sure there is some, there's some weight to something like that. But I'll, I'll see that pop up maybe in the later rounds. Not against the Seahawks team, which defensively has been really bad. This should be a game plan for San Francisco and Brock Purdy where he's dropping back about 25, maybe 30 times. And it's a lot of Christian McCaffrey and Mitchell running the ball consistently against a front seven that has had a lot of trouble stopping the run this year, guys. Bottom 10 in terms of EPA per play defensively against the run, the Seattle Seahawks. Look what their last two opponents did. The Los Angeles Rams, that overtime win, uh, the Seahawks overtime win, when we saw them in week 18, they ran for over five yards a carry. The Jets running backs ran for 4.5 per carry. That game was just about Mike White's thinking as opposed to the Jets' offense overall not being able to operate. I think when you're talking about a game plan that is going to be well-suited to, I think, just allow Brock Purdy to put this thing in neutral and cruise, they're going to be able to operate offensively at a pretty, like I think, efficient level. And the flip side of it is, guys, over the last four or five games, I think it's five games now, Geno Smith has committed about 13 or 12 turnover-worthy plays. Smith has not really been great. He's been putting the ball in danger. This is a defense that will make you pay if you are going to commit those turnover-worthy plays. I think all of those things put together allowed me to lay nine and a half here with San Francisco. I, I think that this has been a great season for Seattle, but I think they're running into a buzzsaw and a terrible matchup here with the 49ers. JVT, are you looking at the Floridian teaser this weekend as well? 
Heck yeah, why not, right? I mean, we're, so we're getting Jacksonville and Tampa Bay, uh, the two premier cities out there in Florida, right? I think that's all we really know about Florida, uh, getting those up. Uh, you know, I teased them up. Now, the totals are, like, you know, a little bit higher, right, than you generally like to see with the teasers, especially with the Chargers and Jacksonville game, 47 and a half. You're looking at 45 and a half at Tampa Bay, and that number from a total standpoint is going up. But I think you're talking about two teams that they're facing that are pretty flawed here, right? You get Jacksonville, who's taking on the Chargers. As we know, what happened with Mike Williams not probably being at 100% as they head into this game. A Chargers team, which doesn't defend the run very well. And I think the thing I like the most about Jacksonville guys is, while their offensive line might not be perfect, and that might be a mismatch, Go back to just one, the Dallas game, and two, just how Jacksonville runs their offense overall. You know, Trevor Lawrence is in the top four, bottom four, however you want to rank it or, you know, qualify it in terms of time to throw. He gets rid of the ball quick. Uh, this is a team that is predicated on short, quick passing attacks. It allows Trevor Lawrence and this offensive line to avoid pressure. I think they're going to be performing pretty well here in this matchup against Los Angeles. And on the other side, guys, Tampa Bay, I hate, look, I've been one that has all season long been like, what are we seeing? I don't know. Get what the market's been doing. This is a team that was failing to cover. I think it was from week two up until week 17. They had failed to cover every game but one. Um, I never really understood it. But now, if you see that, you know, that eruption against the Carolina Panthers, the deep passing attack starting to look a little bit better here, and a team in the Dallas Cowboys that themselves looks flawed and pretty thin at the skill positions, not only do I think Tampa Bay's live here, I bet them on the money line, have them in a teaser, uh, there's generally, I don't think any value in betting futures at this point of the year, guys. I took a little on Tampa Bay at 30 to one. I think that the potential path is there for them. If they win this and Minnesota holds serve, they get to go to Philadelphia. We know that Jalen hurts is in hundred percent and that defense is a little flawed. I would not be shocked to see Tampa, Tampa Bay and Tom Brady find a path to an NFC championship game. And you're sitting on 30 to one to win a super bowl or whatever you want to bet to win the conference. I think Tampa Bay's path in front of them is annoyingly enough uh, right there for them to take. Well, I won't let Sean know that because he did this whole dissertation last week about the Bucks being the second best team in the NFL and they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And I laugh. <laughs> in the NFL? Well, his whole premise. I don't know about that. Yeah. His premise was <laughs> they're going to make it out of the NFC. So that's why he put them in number oh, two. Okay. So I, I, I don't know. I, okay. I, I'll, I'll keep this conversation, you know, between us. Um, when you look at Baltimore, Cincinnati, Lamar Jackson's not playing. Uh, and Tyler Huntley's banged up. The total has plummeted here gone from 44 and a half to 40 and a half JVT is this total still too high sitting there at 40 and a half no I think now we're getting to the point and I actually hadn't checked this for a couple of hours so yeah. I didn't realize it had gotten this low now I bet this thing under 42 and a half yeah um I, like I just I, when you're looking at there's just there's so many different angles right so the Lamar Jackson thing is the most obvious one these are divisional opponents playing for the third time. That's the obvious one. Uh, the fact that Joe Burrow has looked, we'll call it average or human against this Baltimore defense that drops those two safety backs and plays coverage pretty well. And don't forget, guys, this offensive line for Cincinnati. Lyle Collins done for the year with the torn ACL. Alex Kappa doesn't look like he's going to play here. That does not help because that was a strength, obviously, of Cincinnati, which allowed them to look a lot better. I just think this looks like a really kind of sloppy, low-scoring type of affair. And to give Baltimore credit, since they got Roquan Smith, that defense has been great. Absolutely fantastic. So I think all of those put together, uh, I bet this thing under, and yeah, sure enough, it's starting to crater to the point where it's 40 and a half, and I think it's probably a little too high, but you can tease that thing down if you want. Cincinnati at eight and a half, get that down to a two and a half. Real quickly, JVT, big one at Thomas and Mac tonight. Got 10 seconds. Boise State, UNLV, anything here? Boise State. I think, yeah. the, uh, I think the Rebels are going to really miss their best on-ball defender in this one. He is Jonathan Von Tobel, at me, JVT, on Twitter. JVT, as always, man, appreciate it. 
Good to talk to you guys. Thank you. There he is, Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst. It's VSIN primetime. This is VSIN primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VSIN experts, we've got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. Visit, or VEASAN, not visit. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game Props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Once again, vcin.com. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Jeff Parles, I am Tim Murray. It is vcin prime time. Thanks, as always, to Jonathan Von Tobel, keeping our eyes on a handful of college hoop games right now. Don't look now, producer Britton. UNC Wilmington getting hot. Well, it's a two-point game. Only down two against College of Charleston. Uh, that was one of my bets, taking the three with the Seahawks. Uh, I am on Arkansas Moneyline. They trail by two against Alabama with uh, 15 and change to go. Make that four and an and-one opportunity here. And then we've got UConn and Marquette. Uh, that one is going to be a sweat, no doubt about it, down to the wire. Nine and a half minutes to go. Marquette leading 58-56 to 56 over UConn. So uh, a whole lot going on. And uh, by the way, Pittsburgh and Duke now tied, Jeff, at 55. This was a game that you and I were a bit frustrated that we did not take the points with the Panthers in this spot. And they're still in the cover zone. They're They're catching nine here are the Panthers, but Duke has uh, come out of the gates here in the second half, outscored Pitt 20-9 to to tie this game up at 52 apiece. Uh, by the way, my arch nemesis, who is, his name is Donovan Klingen, uh, he has five blocks in this game. This is horrifying for UConn. I mean, they just block everything. I thought you were about to, to, uh, to go after Sean, even though he's not here. Why? <laughs> this is, this is... I mean, they block everything, man. It's it's crazy. Uh, right. You know, this. I'm happy I don't have any bets on this game. It's gonna give me heartburn because this game. You what did you take? Two and a half or three? Uh, two and a half. This feels like someone is up to oh and fouls at the and end. gets a stop mm -hmm. and the opposing team fouls and that team that was up to wins by four. Yep. Now I don't know which team is going to be up to. When they get fouled. So that's why I'm pretty happy uh, to not have been involved there, Tim. Yeah, uh, that, that sounds about right. That sounds. Uh, Hopefully for your sake, it's Marquette that's up to. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be nice. Um, so we uh, we got some sweats. Uh, we got some sweats going on right now. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be this show. By the way, speaking of sweats, we got uh, live bet tonight coming up next with Femi and Wes. Uh, they will keep you updated on all of the college hoop games, including a big one in the Big 12, TCU and Texas, coming up top of the hour as the Horn Frogs. What, is, what does the Horn Frog do? It does this? Well, hopefully their basketball team fares a little better than the 58-point deficit uh, 
that they faced on the football field on Monday. All right, Jeff, um, we've we've gone kind of all over the place regarding the, the wild card weekend, and this uh, was an exercise that you kind of threw at me, and uh, I wonder if we could do it together. Ranking the coaches currently in the playoffs. So I think you and I... We agree on number one. Andy Reid. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I would go number two. I would go Kyle Shanahan. You and I agree again. I am a. I am in the bag for Kyle Shanahan. Um, worst coach. I I didn't have to think twice on this one. McCarthy. No, it's Todd Bowles. <laughs> Not close. I don't know, man. Dude. Brandon Staley has never coached a playoff game, and that dude, what he did last week, maybe I'm... Indefensible what he did last it week. It was a joke, an absolute joke. His his decisions, look, there are some folks here at this network, Michael Lombardi, who are not the biggest Brandon Staley fans. Sean is not a big Brandon Staley fan, and I kind of, I wouldn't say defended him. I was like, I don't know. You know, he's, he's got some some merit. I don't know, man. I mean, we'll, we'll see. So let's just say this. How many first-time coaches in the playoffs? All right, so Bowles has never coached a playoff game as a head coach. Yep. He's been there as a coordinator multiple times. Dable. Dable, head coach Kevin O'Connell. O'Connell uh, Mike, Mike McDaniel. McDaniel Brandon and Staley. Staley. That's five. And that is uh, – and oh, yeah, Sirianni. Sirianni was there, was there last year. year. Yep. Um, so let's actually – let's rank those guys one through five. Who do you trust the most out of the rookie – first-time – Playoff coaches, would it be, I guess you'd have to say Dable. Right? I have Brian Dable ranked the highest. Now, look, Dable's been in the playoffs plenty of times. He has the Belichick pedigree. He has the Nick Saban pedigree at yep. Alabama. He's coached some big games. Yeah, he, he's been involved in a lot of big spots. And he was obviously with Buffalo the last few years. So he's been in big-time playoff games. O'Connell, I mean, on the Rams staff where they won a Super Bowl last year. Yep. So uh, I would say that he... Would go number would be number two. I then have McDaniel at three of those first time head coach. Now I don't love Mike McDaniel. I, I don't. I need to see if this cold streak for Miami is that the fact that Tua hasn't been 100 percent healthy, and when Tua has been out there, they've had bad quarterback play for the most part, other than two and a half quarters of Bridgewater pre injury, or is the league caught up to Mike McDaniel after 15 games? I don't know the answer to that. That would be my one concern. He might he won't be able to show this weekend well, because gonna, because it's Buffalo against Skylar Thompson. I was going to say for issue. for Mike McDaniel, it's kind of in my opinion, it's a bit of an incomplete uh, yeah. for this game. I mean, I would you, agree. You can't judge Mike McDaniel off of <laughs> playing having Skylar Thompson as your no, quarterback. I, you and isn't Tyre, Tyree Kills a bit banged up here? Waddle's been banged up for months. Yeah. I know Mostert probably. It's not a. It's it's not as I said. It's not going to be a good time. No. Um, I would put Bowles ahead of, of Staley. Okay. That would be the way I would roll. All right, so Shanahan or Reed Shanahan. I, I have John Harbaugh three. I would it's close, agree though. with that. I yeah. mean, he's won a Super Bowl. He is a coach that I have a ton of respect for, but he's dealing with a quarterback situation. Look, like, you know, the, the greatest coaches in the world, and this applies, I would say, more so maybe to the NBA, but, like, the greatest coaches in the world can only do so much when, you know, you've got 
Anthony Brown as your quarterback. So Correct. you've got, you know, there he is. This will be his 10th playoff appearance uh, as the head coach of the Ravens. And, you know, JVT, I, once again, the number is now dropped four points to the under. So it, it might be a little late to get in, involved in, in that one. Um, but, man... I think this is kind of your 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 classic AFC North, just ugly. Grind it out. Yeah. I mean, you know, we joked, what, what was that, two was it two weeks ago when we had Pittsburgh and, and Baltimore on Sunday Night Football? And we're like, you could have, anyone, anyone could have guessed this game would be tied at 10 in the fourth quarter. You know? There'd be no points in the first. Have you had? No, 100%. All right. Once so, you get south of Harbaugh, that's when it gets really tight. That's where it gets interesting. How high do you, where do you put, um, Carroll on there. I think Doug Peterson needs to be up there. I mean, Doug so Peterson's I, so, won a so, Super Bowl. So to just finish out, yeah. I have Sean McDermott four. Okay. Because I think Sean McDermott is the correct coach for that team. And I think that plays a role into this as well. And look, uh, make, we know how much those guys love playing for him. We saw it. Mm-hmm. We saw how he stood up for his guys to not go back out there on a Monday night. That was a big deal. And then after that, Peterson, Sirianni, Dable, Carroll, O'Connell. If you rank those guys in any order, I'd at least listen to you on that. So that after the top four, it's pretty close. I think Peterson's probably the best of those next guys. Carroll just, I mean, look, I, I'm stunned Pete Carroll came back. He knew better than we did <laughs> that this team was going to be better. Uh, but, yeah, I just, I, I, don't, I, I don't love, even though, again, it's a lot different because Geno Smith just had the best passing year ever for a Seattle quarterback, as ridiculous as that statement would have been four months ago. Uh, but again, I'll take into account that if I'm taking Carroll against Shanahan here, I prefer having Kyle Shanahan, even though Carroll quite frankly should have two Super Bowl championships on the, uh, under his belt. Well, you got to run the ball, uh, when you establish it, you're there, uh, on the goal line. So, um, we will, uh, we will revisit. So a game that we haven't really hit on there is Minnesota and the giants. I know you gave your opinions a little bit, Uh, But I do want to close out the show with that. Um, We will get you updated on all of the college hoops. A really fascinating game going on right now in Cincinnati. Xavier has taken a two-point lead over Creighton on an 8-0 run. All tied up at Fayetteville until Alabama, of course, as soon as I say that, hits a three. Nothing's ever easy. And uh, College of Charleston making a little run here. So we got to get you updated on all of that to close out the show. Final thoughts on uh, a wild card weekend as we're getting closer to wild card weekend. That's Jeff Parles. I'm Tim Murray. Come on back. It is V Sin primetime. Attention, all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Just place a single first basket score or prop bet on any NBA game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first basket in any NBA game. If your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Turn game time into showtime with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification, eligibility requirements, rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Wrapping things up here on VSIN Primetime alongside Jeff Parles sitting in for Sean King. I am Tim Murray, and... Uh, Revisiting our best bets and uh, another batch of games to come top of the hour. Uh, but I am on Marquette plus the two and a half as the Golden Eagles take a five point lead with 520 to go. That'll be a sweat down the mark, but uh, There's good, you're in good shape, all things. Rather be up five than down five. 
Uh, Chaka as a home dog. Let's see if that uh, cash cow oh, continues. Hey, like you actually blocked the taste shot. of their own medicine. A little Marquette <laughs> block. Every shot of theirs gets blocked tonight. And we are on, and this is, uh, like I said, if this covers, it was all me. If it's a loser, it was on Producer Britain. <laughs> uh, UNC Wilmington, a 13-game winning streak, the second longest in the nation, taking on the team with the longest winning streak in the nation. That, of course, would be the Charleston Cougars. And uh, it's a two-point game right now. So uh, hopefully we can uh, keep bringing on home there. And then Alabama and Arkansas, that one... That one's been a roller coaster. It was tied at the half. Alabama just hit a big three. They lead by seven. So sweats all around, but Marquette did just take a seven-point lead. So, you know, hopefully I didn't get too greedy tonight. If we can get we can get a two-in-one night, I will uh, I will, take it. I'll be happy. Hopefully we can uh, bring that on home. Missouri, Texas AM. Underway. That was uh that was one of your favorite plays. That is uh just underway there um in uh, in college station. We are tied at ten. All right. Nice, fast pace. Uh, one game we did not bet, but we thought about, was this Pittsburgh-Duke game. Good thing we stayed out of it. Duke team. was catching, or Duke was laying nine against Pitt. Pitt was up by double digits at the half. It is now a six-point lead for Duke. I believe they had a 17-2 run in this game. So, uh, thankfully, I did not bet that. Regardless of the outcome here, Thankfully, I did not bet that. Do you kid. want to come back in Moneyline Pit now? <laughs> no, I'm good. You sure you don't? I'll pass. Sure about that? <laughs> pass. Pass on that one. Uh, I will pass across uh, Dalen Cuff, who was on the program uh, earlier tonight uh, from ESPN. He was uh, with Jeff on the Missouri plus four and a half. He also had under in this Alabama-Arkansas game, under 153 and a half. He's not in bad shape. Not in terrible shape. Not in there. great shape, but not in bad shape. And then he does like Rutgers Northwestern under. And when he joined, it was 120. You could find a 127. It is uh, still 126 and a half yeah. uh, in that one. So there you go. By the way, uh, Donovan Klingen. That dude has had. I'm gonna have, regardless of the outcome in this UConn Marquette game, I'm going to have nightmares about this dude. He is, he's got like 37 blocks, 27 rebounds, and a million points. Dude's not from Star Trek, right? <laughs> yeah. He's got 17, 7, and 5 in this game. Not spelled differently. Yeah. So, all right. Um, man, Arkansas. Arkansas, they're just a team. They're missing their they're missing the stud, man. They are. They are. And they're a team that, you know, went heavy in the portal, has been recruiting at an elite level, but they're missing a, a big a big time piece in uh in Nick Smith, and they're showing it right now. We'll see. I mean, they look, they came back against your Tigers, didn't cover, but got the win. They're down there at home. Uh they're down seven, though, uh, against a very good Alabama team. Market moved, I won't say aggressively, but a little bit uh towards Arkansas in this game. Uh, one and a half, two was where it closed in favor of uh, Woo Pig Suey. So we will see if they can uh, bring it on home here. So um, got some got some sweats closing out as uh, hopefully Marquette can cash in before the under four media timeout. That would be nice. Come on, give me a little, give me a little three here. Get the crowd. Ooh, ooh, good move, good move, good move. Up seven. Come on, Golden Eagles. Shaka as a dog, baby. Let's get it on home. Um, 
All right, wrapping up the show, and thanks to everyone who joined Dalen Cuff, Ari Wasserman, Jonathan Zaslow, Devin Walker, and Jonathan Von Tobel joining us just a moment ago. Um, Minnesota and New York. Yes. How do you see this one playing out? Because I, I do know you've got a, a strong opinion on one side. Yeah, I like the Giants. I think the Giants win the game outright. Now it is Fraud Bowl 2.0, as we know, Tim. Remember, <laughs> Fraud Bowl 1.0 was actually in a very, very great. It was, it was, it was a fun game. It was. Fun game. Uh, you had you had uh, Minnesota score a touchdown off a block punt. You had uh, Greg Joseph make a kick he'll probably never make again in 61-yarder to win the game. Uh, the Giants covered all numbers. Uh, I, I caught a little bit of uh, a flack this morning on the Megapod for saying that I thought the Giants should have won that game in Minneapolis. It, it was a little coin flippy, but I thought the Giants should have won that game. And, and, and look, the one thing Minnesota did do, they did slow Barkley down. And they game planned to slow him down. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's happening a second time. And even though it is two guys who've never coached before as a head coach in in the playoff yep, game. Kevin O'Connell and O'Connell and Dable, two yep. rookie head coaches squaring up. I think the Giants are the better coach football team. And the big thing is their defensive coordinator, Wink Bardendale, who has been there a ton. Mm -hmm. was with, they, with Baltimore uh, through, through hell and high water for a long time. This is, he's the difference in this game. I think the Giants make Cousins, make Cousins throw an interception or two. Ooh. As good as Justin Jefferson has been, they slow him down enough. And now, granted, slowing down Justin Jefferson may mean 85 yards instead of 150 yards. But I like the Giants outright. I think Barkley actually ends up being the best player in this game. And Big Blue moves to Philadelphia next week. I I'm having a hard time with this one and the Tampa-Dallas game. And I I'll jump to Tampa-Dallas. Sure. Because I I've always been a big proponent of the buy low, sell high situation. I mean, Dallas could not have played any worse than what we saw last weekend. And Dak Prescott was absolutely an abomination. He was horrendous. He was awful. Horrendous. And, and I would not – look, tons of people, I think yourself included, like Tampa on the money line here. I, I totally understand. We just heard from JVT. He likes it. A teaser with them, uh, moving them up to eight and a half. You know, the, the numbers are out there. Tom Brady, I believe, is 4-0 all time uh, as an underdog in the postseason. All of that makes sense. And Dallas, you know, you mentioned the F word, fraud, with Minnesota uh -oh. and the Giants. I think plenty of people are saying that the Cowboys are a bit fraudulent. I, I feel like this is going a little too far. I mean, I could see myself getting a cheap money line on Dallas and just hating myself, wanting to take a shower, <laughs> on late Monday night, being like, why, why did I do this? Why would I ever do this to myself? But it 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 certainly feels like, I mean, look, our listeners know there's nothing I like more than fading a trendy dog. And it feels like Tampa is going to be a very trendy dog. Now the difference is Dallas is obviously always a public team. But are we to believe that Tampa, because of the performance we saw against Carolina, and to an extent, this first half against Atlanta, that they've just fixed everything? And maybe they have. Look, this is the healthiest they've been in, in, in quite some time. But, I mean, this is the same team that Trace McSorley should have beat them. You know? This is the same team that 
New Orleans got a legit defense, but they needed a, a miracle comeback in the fourth quarter to win that game. They got it done. So I, I just, that game is so intriguing to me that it's just kind of hanging out. Still Dallas is the favorite. Now went up the key number of three, um, but I, I really, I'm going to probably be on Dallas in that one and, and, truly despise myself. Oh, I know you'll be night. opposite uh, your your regular co-host oh. when he comes back. I know that. Oh, he, he I know that. He is all all on, over the Bucks. He is all on but the Bucks. It really just again, that performance by Dallas vaporized what I was really looking for. I was looking for a Tampa getting three and a half. That was what I was expecting. That's what I was hoping for. And then Dallas played as poorly of a really in all honesty for a good team, they average under three yards of play. Pathetic against Washington. And that's one thing that scares me a little bit. Let's go, Marquette. Close this out. Arkansas, you're dead to me. Come on, UNC Wilmington. Don't make me blame producer Britton. For Jeff Parles, I'm Tim Murray. This has been VSIN Primetime. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.